From DS Media Studios in Tema, Ghana, this is Two Peswas. Two Peswas is a weekly podcast where we cover a range of topics, from buzzing media headlines to music to highlights from the week. Each episode is co-hosted by myself, Peaches, and Eddie. Hello, 2P fam, and welcome to episode 19. Hiya, what's up? <laughs> we hope you're all doing well. Um, it's been a busy week for us, right? It has lots going on. Yeah, the weather <laughs> is incredibly hot. It's like but then, hell, yeah, punishment it, It's of some so sort. bad, but, but we're coping. We're coping. Yes, we always do yeah. find a way exactly. to persevere. Yeah, right. And with that, well, we want to go yeah, with yeah, in the let's news. Roll. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> oh, it's me. Yes, <laughs> we just talked are, are about. We, this. Are we daydreaming? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, in the news, we are going to talk about Mary Jane, aka Sweet Sensimilia. All right. So, there have been at least an, three or four headlines, African-based, actually, um, either. Speaking about decriminalization, decriminalization or legalization of marijuana. Yeah. Now, this month, just at last week or so, I believe it was, South Africa legalized the use of marijuana to some degree. Mm-hmm. Now, what they said is that it has been legalized for personal use All right. because they declared it inconst- unconstitutional to tell somebody that they weren't allowed to smoke marijuana in the privacy. It was considered an invasion of their privacy and rights privacy. So in effect, it it equates to a partial legalization of marijuana use. Yes. Also in Zimbabwe now, it has been legalized for growth and use for medicinal purposes. Right. So now, Ghana also has, there's always been a contingent or a tranche of the population that have been advocating for uh, marijuana legalization. But in a surprising turn of events, the CEO of the Ghana Standards Board, Mm -hmm. Professor Alex Beidou, has also now lent his voice to the calls for legalization of marijuana. Okay. So he hasn't gone all the way. He wants it to be legalized for export production because you know as he said and which is true there's a huge untapped revenue source sitting right there um which we aren't taking advantage of and um so yeah so i wanted to talk about that a bit now i have always been very much for the legalization of marijuana Mm -hmm. i feel like there aren't any practical or sensible reasons why it's currently Mm -hmm. you know a controlled toxic well labeled uh, a controlled substance and um, I, as you can tell, more and more and more countries have basically come to the same conclusion that there aren't really any logical reasons why marijuana is illegal in those countries. Yeah. So you have, you know, United States legalized oh. marijuana. I mean, it's and then, or at least if not legalized fully, at least decriminalized because yeah. there's a little distinction between those two things. Because really there are a lot of benefits to marijuana. So this is what I'm coming mm. to, right. Mm. So... <clears throat> Now, you know, scientific consensus, this is not just, you know, Rasta man around the corner <laughs> saying this. <laughs> scientific consensus has proven or has shown, demonstrated that uh, marijuana has numerous medical, beneficial medical uses. It's yes. used to treat anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's used to treat epilepsy and seizures. It's 
it's amazing for pain management. Mm -hmm. And also, there's a lot of um, research done for its use in cancer treatment, oh, right. both for pain management and nausea management for cancer patients. Mm -hmm. And also, recently, it's proven that marijuana use has can appears to retard the growth of cancerous cells. Oh, okay. So really, it's almost a miracle drug, and it doesn't really make sense that we should not be able to use it because of some, you know, nebulous, dubious reasons, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. Now, again, a marijuana is not physically addictive. Okay. So it can, it's not habit-forming, like your body does not form an addiction to it. Right. And it can, you cannot, there's no fatal overdose limit on it. Mm -hmm. Now, contrast that with two things that are very legal and highly consumed, so cigarettes, yes. which contain nicotine, which is carcinogenic, and tar. Mm. And nicotine is a, a very habit-forming, very addictive to your body. You can't get off it unless you, you know, really try hard and get the jitters and you need to wear a patch and mm. all that. And then there's alcohol, which, again, is also habit-forming slash physically addictive and is fatal in reasonably low doses. Mm -hmm. You can literally OD on alcohol with one crazy night out. Mm -hmm. So if both alcohol and cigarettes are legal, then there's no, again, no proper rationale for saying marijuana shouldn't be, mm -hmm. especially since it has, you know, medicinal benefits that the other two cannot profess to have, mm. for example. And I've, just to cut you, and I've, I've had a conversation with my mom and my brother about this, and I, I was, I, I, I tended to ask, yeah, why do we criminalize marijuana when we don't tobacco and alcohol mm -hmm. and other things, you know? Right. It's just because probably a lot of people don't know the benefits and all that. And because you don't know something, you're, you're quick to, you know, just put right. it to the side, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, of course, there's, okay, now here we get to the part where people start to, you know, balk at the idea. Because there's this notion that anyone that smokes weed <laughs> is either a criminal mm. or a high school dropout mm. or is going to go mad right. or something. But there aren't, uh, these things, it's, it's more societal and it's more perceptive than actual factual, mm -hmm, you know. Mm -hmm. So, and then also there's always this notion that once you legalize marijuana use that everybody Body, is going mm, to certainly turn into some sort of I weed mean, smoking junkie. Wow. Not now, everybody smokes cigarettes. Not, not everybody drinks alcohol. Thank so you. And they're readily that. available on every corner. Yeah. Now I was also going to say that for one thing, anyone who wants to smoke marijuana is already smoking Maybe marijuana, illegal yeah. or no. As a matter of fact, the based on United Nations statistics, Ghana is the third highest consumer of weed globally already. Yeah. So we're already smoking we're gonna, it, yeah. and we're, we're not getting mad. It, mm. And we're, I mean, the, we're not going any madder than anyone else, you know. In fact, to be honest, usually the quintessential example of country a country that has legalized marijuana use is Holland. Yes. And Holland has is what thirty second in the world in terms of marijuana consumption mm. compared to Ghana, where it's quote unquote illegal, which is at number three. Right, right. So statistics do not support the idea that once. A, you know, marijuana becomes legalized, then the usage will skyrocket. That's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then, then again, with the notion of, oh, once you, you take it, you're, you're going to get mad. The thing is, every substance, every every vice, if you 
which they call it that way, has, diff has a different effect on different and people. Different people right? So you might smoke it and be totally calm. Somebody else might smoke it and, and same with alcohol, same with maybe maybe cigarettes. Right. Some people know? can drink as much as they want. They never turn into alcoholics. Exactly. So others, the first time they have alcohol, they can never stop unless they go into rehab. Yeah. It really depends. Yeah, so you can't generalize and say, oh, you smoke this and you're going to go mad. Right. It, it, I don't think it works that way. What it is, okay, because mm. I did look it up. You, um, If you're predisposed to certain mental illnesses, I like say bipolarism, schizophrenia, whatever, it's you absolutely, mm. definitely do not want to be smoking any right. mood-altering, any you know, psychogenic-type type effect drug. Right. Absolutely not. Right. So that's that's where there's I guess this this association between marijuana use mm -hmm, and madness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but then, like I said, we are number three in the world. At, look around you; you're gonna see somebody that smokes yeah, on the daily, yeah, yeah. and it's just fine. It might be your boss at work, so we you can't know? literally, okay? Because it's great for stress relief. Mm -hmm. So, and I hear I mean those of us who have menstrual cramps, I hear it's it's Amazing. not the best, it's the like, best, it's the best exactly, thing for menstrual cramps because it's much less toxic than even taking mm -hmm. a very strong painkiller or something. So, so this painkillers don't work like i use ibuprofen it doesn't at some point it doesn't work for me anymore ibuprofen, i use naproxen oh, i use anything every Sorry. any and everything in like 500 milligram doses you know and, 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 and still, still. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So, so yeah so um that's what i want to talk about now again obviously with anything i think there should be some regulations to the use Absolutely. anyone that would potentially grow Marijuana, mm -hmm. that should be regulated Related, by yes, government. I, the I sale agree. should be regulated I by agree, government. shouldn't just be, okay, anything goes now. <laughs> Obviously, we want to restrict usage of it for minors. Mm -hmm. Like anything else, if you're under 18, no, you shouldn't mm -hmm. be smoking marijuana. And then I also hear there are different strains. So you obviously exactly. want to have a... So have you want, a any, so mm -hmm. want something that's lab tested so you know, okay, you are growing this strain that has X amount of THC, Absolutely. X amount of CBD. So you know, okay, this is this strain. This person produces this strain. Mm -hmm. And and of course, they can tell you, okay, this particular strain is good for this, good for this, but not so good if for you that, want yeah, these or that yeah, effect. Yeah, so we, can, we have a regulated, you know, formalized, have scientific analysis done. And I feel like it's something, and if we do it right, there's an enormous global market for marijuana consumption, especially yeah. now that it's becoming more and more legal in countries. So... And I hear the high Volta high grade is some of the best in the oh, world. Oh, is it? Yeah, mm. well, that's what I'm hearing. So, <laughs> hey, might as well take advantage of that. Yeah. So, that's my 2P. Legalize it. I will patronize it. <laughs> Sorry, Mom and Dad. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's um, uh, my run education for you guys out there. Okay. All right. So, you're done with that? Yeah? Yes. Okay. I'm done. So, to my in the news is about the... Hmm, another marginalization. Marginalization of men of color uh, regarding beards. Beards? Or facial hair. Now, huh. if you know I haven't heard about the colorism mm. in the beard community. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's anything you should know about me, you, you know that I'm a fan of, like, I'm a beard She's fan. Beard gang. It's, it's, not, it's, it's not a fetish, please, no. But I just, <laughs> I just really love beards. But this is not going to be like a love story about Eddie, Eddie and the beards. This is, this is not what it is. <laughs> Um, I was reading a news article and it said how in many um, organizations there are regulations or policies on whether you can keep a beard or whether ah, you have to. in yeah. professional spaces. Exactly, okay. or whether you need to be clean shaven. And the first issue was that a lot of, pe uh, a lot of the times people of color uh, keep their beards, just, not just because it's aesthetically appealing, but because 
the the nature of her hair is, is thick and coily. Mm. So they're they're really they're, they're bound to get razor bumps. Are they more, more prone, pro, to yeah, prone to yeah, prone to get razor bumps than other people. So you might not particularly want to keep a beard, but then because of razor bumps, which could also actually get infected, is that it's a medical, it can become mm -hmm. a medical issue. You just decide to keep a beard. Secondly, due to religious reasons, for example, Sikhs keep a yes. beard. So and in an instance... Some Hasidic Jews and Muslims as well. Exactly. So in a situation where you, you're trying to get into a, a professional environment and you're a Sikh, for example, you, you, you're automatically eliminated or, or discriminated advantage for one, exactly right? against because Even you have a beard get to the interview already like hmm. that is that is one point as some of the times just your outward appearance already disqualifies yeah. you from getting the job mm -hmm. just because you have a beard and um it will seem then as though the anything that is not the norm or anything that is not yeah, the norm made by usually Caucasians, isn't it? Right. Becomes something which is not acceptable. Some, I'm sure some of these policies and regulations were made in a time where Caucasians were the majority of employees. At the, and at still the time. are, to be honest, I'm sure. Yeah. At least in the West. Right, know. right. So there was a, there's no room to take, take into consideration that, oh, okay, there are other people of color who may not be able to shave their beards because of the conditions, conditions that they have. So... Uh, this then, yeah, so like I said, it, it makes you prone to uh, um, discrimination. And I can understand that maybe if you're in the food industry, for example, and you have to cover, you have to cover up, you have to cover up your head. It sounds like thunder. I, I think know. that's thunder. I yeah. hope it is. <laughs> so then, Why do I hope it is thunder? It's hot. Oh, that's right. There you go. I hope it rains. That's what it is. <laughs> right. Yeah, sorry about that. So, yeah, so I was saying that if you're working in a, in a food production area, for example, you have to cover your hair, isn't mm -hmm. it? So, and at that point, nobody, your company's not going to say, oh, you've got to shave your hair because you're doing this. What right. you do is you wear a, a hairnet. In the same vein, you can wear, I, I know, a actually, beard they, net. Exactly. They're, they're actually beard <laughs> I went to Google it, so that they're actually things like that, so beard nets. But then when it really comes down to it, I guess all I'm saying is that your facial hair should have nothing to do with how competent you are or the kinds of talents that you have. And in a, in a way, I think it's, 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 it's a form of, it really is a it form is. of, of discrimination. Is. Just based on how you look, you don't get a job. That's, that's really, I think, it's, 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 it's a pity. But you know the interesting thing, if mm. I'm not mistaken, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe that mm. Ghanaian, in the Ghanaian banks as well, you can't have a beard. Okay, I, I don't know about that. You have Ghana. to be clean shaven to mm. work in the, like banking. Mm -hmm. I believe so. Mm. Which also, again, we just seem to like inherit or t uh, take wholesale Anything, that, yeah. I'm pretty sure at some point we probably couldn't have natural hair either. I I bet you. I'm I pretty bet. sure, yeah. And then it's like we're all sitting in Africa with these hair textures, discriminating, discriminating against them, which is not right. You know. You know, so I, I think these things need to be reviewed and really need to be assessed and really need to be pushed back against. Absolutely, absolutely. It's ridiculous. Because when you think, when you really, like when you really think about it, it really is just about the look. It's got mm -hmm. nothing to do with anything tangible. It's just because of the way something looks or your, your beard just because you have a beard you, you can't you can't get you can't get uh, you can't get employed because right. the company says okay you can't do this yeah so let's let's um companies i guess they need to real have a look 
they need to have a look at their policies, their regulations, and know that not everybody is Caucasian and not everybody's hair grows the same. Mm -hmm. So you might be able to grow a beard without any problem. I may not have, I may not be able to because it's causing me problems. I'm getting bumps, I'm getting infections, I'm getting scars, you know. Right. So let's, it's a, it's, a, it's a good thing to, to think about when, when we're in the workplace. Mm -hmm. So you, all it's your companies. Think, it's a great point. Now, so, I, I just want to add, I think this mm -hmm. is, this has come up recently again because mm. beard gang again. Mm. It's become it's become popular now to right. have facial hair and thick, you know, juicy mm. <laughs> facial hair. Luscious. So mm. it's come up. But you know, more a lot of black women have been through this already with natural hair. Yeah, because absolutely. it wasn't acceptable to have natural hair in the workplace. At one time the bank I worked for, when mm. I got there, one of my bosses told me at one point you weren't allowed to have braids at the bank because they considered that you know, an unprofessional hairstyle. Yeah, that's, that's the personally, issue with that. Yes, mm. I have been through this personally, kind of, because I have tattoos. Now, they're not mm. extremely visible. But again, tattoos is one. If you have visible tattoos, now, I'm not talking about a teardrop on your <laughs> face that says you shot some, you know, murdered two people, whatever. I'm not talking about that. But, you know, you know, for some places, if you have a tattoo, you you simply yeah, will not be... Disqualify, a, yeah, disqualify, yeah. And nobody will ask you what your qualifications are or whatever. And all that, I feel like, is discrim discriminatory, you know. Mm. I understand we have to maintain a level of, quote-unquote, decorum. Mm. But let's not allow this these decorum, in quotes, uh, to be an excuse for pure racism, Deserve, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, it sh so. shouldn't be. Because people are out there talented with tattoos and all that. Are you going to look, look, are you not going to look past you that? Know, unless, you, what, you go start your own company and then they're like, oh yeah, okay, so now he has, we didn't know he could do could this. Do this or you know, could do this, you know. It shouldn't have to come to that. I mean, yeah. I think the world is, is should have gotten better, better at that. Right now. Yeah. yeah. So that's me. That's great. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so on to songs of the week. You. Keeping it nice and simple today, I have two songs. Mm -hmm. The first, and no themes either, just oh. good singer, finally, <laughs> I have out of my system. Okay, so the first song is called Crush, mm -hmm. and it's by an artist called Yuna, and it features Usher. Now, Yuna is a really unique, distinct artist in that she does... I guess semi-traditional R&B, really. Mm -hmm. I say R&B with a sort of 2000s, mid-90s sound, okay. maybe early 2000s sound. But what what is really interesting about her is she's from Malaysia, one, and she's Muslima, like she's a hijabi. So she's, you know, always fully covered and she's very, you know, very stringent about not compromising her faith and okay. all that. But she makes bomb-ass R&B. Nice. I love Which it. is I love exactly. It. I, I love mean, it. and her voice is exquisite. She has that. Remember, you were talking about Amel Larue mm, the other day. Yeah. She has a very light and oh. ah, sweet. It's just saccharine sweet. <laughs> and this song is great. It's such a beautiful little love song. Mm. Like so innocent and none of this. I'm gonna drop the panties. Kind of <laughs> just a nice. It's just nice. Most your kids can listen wholesome. to a show, you know. <laughs> So yeah, so she got actually got discovered on MySpace back in the day. And you know, through her MySpace exposure, she managed to get signed to Fader Music Label. And yeah, Crush is off her third album called Chapters, which came out in 2016 and ended up on I one as a new music enemy or one of those lists of best RB albums of the year. So check out the whole album, but definitely check out the song Crush Yuna featuring Usher. That's my first song. And the second song is called Jealous. 
and it's by a British singer, songwriter, and musician. Like he's a genius, basically. Mm. Called Labyrinth. Oh, Labyrinth. Oh, you know Labyrinth. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, Labyrinth. yeah. I love him. I've never listened. Somehow, I mean, he's another of those people that I would say is criminally underrated. Mm. Completely underrated. Um, yeah, so his name is Tim- Timothy McKenzie, and um, a lot of people Just kind of know him based on three songs. One is Pass Out, which he did that's with Tiny Temper. Yeah, that's the one I know. Then he yeah, did another one, Earthquake, one with Tiny Temper. That's as well. I know that mm-hmm. one as well, yeah. One was Tiny featuring him, and one was him Close featuring Tiny, and I always get them mixed up. I think Earthquake is him featuring Tiny Temper, yes. Then he had a song called See Beneath Your Beautiful with oh, Emily Sande. Yeah, beautiful song. Gorge. Listen. Oh, that song is so magnificent. nice. Magnificent. It's amazing. Magnificent. Yes, 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 yes. So this song is called Jealous, and it is just a painfully beautiful song. And I say painfully because it talks about the loss of a loved one. Not to death or anything, but she's left, basically. Let me just give you a sample of the opening lyrics. I'm jealous of the rain that washes on your, or something on your skin, because it's closer than my hands have been. Look, if you look, that a tear will form in your eye for sure. It might not fall, but it will fall. And sometimes you just need those kind of songs. Hell, Adele made an entire career out of making songs like that. That you put on, you get your box of tissues and your ice cream and your wine, and you're just like, damn it, why did this happen? You know, it's cathartic. So yes, definitely, definitely, I beg of you, go check it out. Check out his entire catalog, and you will not be disappointed. So Jealous by Labyrinth and Crush by Yuna featuring Asher. Okay, nice. So I'll keep it pretty short today with my songs of the week. I've got three songs. How is this short? <laughs> no, I mean, I, I don't have much to say about the artist. That's what I mean. So the first one is a song called Givumele by a guy called Musa. Um, Musa. No, no, no. You, I, like I said, Eddie with the deep cuts. You're like, no. <laughs> so this guy is also South African, mm-hmm. and he's the winner of um, Idol South Africa 2013. And oh, I feel like I South, uh, Idol South Africa, they're turning out no, 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 really no. amazing like, talent. Remember from the yes. other day? Like they don't play around. If you're on there and you get close to the end, it means it's, you're worth you're really good. To. Yeah. Is, is there Idols Ghana or something? I mean, there is. Oh, there is. Who? Anybody? Well, no, I shouldn't like completely. Uh, but but I, because I think Adina was Adina on there. I've never to make things up. I think she's Adina. good. Kitty, Kitty came out of one of those. Either Vodafone icons or the other ones. The MTN. Okay. okay. So, okay. you know, I think Kwame Eugene as well. I'm like, Kitty definitely was right, on one of right. them. Okay. So the song is called Ngivumele, and from what I gather, because I really tried to find out what it means, and I found a YouTube comment. Someone said, it means allow me. So allow me to treat you well. So mm. it's basically a love song. And it's beautiful. Love I've been it. playing it for oh so long. Oh my god, long. that means I like yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think you're gonna like it. So that's Musa with Givumeli. The second song is a German song because I'm taking you to Germany. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's called Zolang. It is a song by Max Herre. Now Max Herre is a is a pretty well known German rapper. I don't know whether he still raps, but uh, back in the day he used to. Yeah, like he used to be quite well, quite famous. Yeah. And this song features uh, Tua and Grace. I've never really heard of these ones. I guess they're also upcoming artists. 
Zolang is a beautiful, beautiful song. You should go listen to it. I like the beginning. German rap? Hello. I, I, I don't think I would listen and then to any German rappers. Yeah, so. that's this lady who just sings. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. It's also another beautiful song. The third song is also a German song hey. called Van. Van meaning when. And the song is by Xavier Naidu and Cassandra Steen. Now, if you've lived in Germany for any amount of time, at least at least a year, you you know Xavier Naidu. He's one, you know, he's, yeah, yeah, he's one of those people that you know. He's part of a group called Zona Mannheims as well, and they also make pretty pretty good pretty good uh, German music. Cassandra Steen. She used to be famous back in the I think 2000s. She was part of a trio called Glass House. And again, if you know Cassandra Steen, you probably know her for her for that song called Bender Sleeper is it is love. So that's another beautiful song. It's a duet. Sabian I do Cassandra Steen with Van. I'm very curious about these songs. Yeah, you should I'm, I'm also curious to see what the reaction is. Like what people think of German music. So those are the three songs, Musa Ngivumele, Zolang, Max Herrick featuring Tua and Grace, and Van Xavier Naidu and Cassandra Steen. Fantastic. <laughs> That's some world music I right know. there. I know, switch it up. <laughs> All right, so for my what the F this week, it's extremely what the f -y, and I have to actually issue a warning here. If you are squeamish in any way, like <laughs> about food or eating or anything like that or like yeah mm -hmm. just skip right to the end they're time stamps so just skip right to the uh -oh. two pesos fair warning i'm about to continue all right hmm. so in my what the f this week there was a cannibals dinner in the states what yeah what? yes so this came from, it was actually a Reddit post which went viral. So this Redditor called Shiny oh. got into a motorcycle accident and shattered his foot so badly that he, they told him it couldn't be saved and they would have to amputate it. Um, so he had to have his leg amputated up to the mid-shin. So he, he asked them if he could keep it. You know, the amputated leg. And they were like, well, yes, it's yours, it's yours <laughs> right? It. So take it. So he took it, put it in the freezer, and he was like, hmm, let's eat it. No, no, what are you doing? Very, yeah. So he invited, he approached his friends, and he was like, hey, remember how you guys, one day we were, we were like, you'd be curious to see what human flesh tastes like. Are you still interested? Because we have some human flesh. That's disgusting. So he approached a number of his friends, and he got 11 people who agreed to try it out. So they arranged and had a dinner. So they had a multiple course meal. And one of the items on the menu was foot fajita. <laughs> You're joking. No, no, I'm dead, dead, dead ass serious. Okay. Ew. So what made this story interesting? I mean, it's already interesting. Mm. But what added another layer of interest to the story was that there are obviously, and for good reason, numerous laws that prohibit the consumption of human, human flesh, yeah. obviously. Mm -hmm. Because typically, if you've got a human being, that means somebody was killed, and then you're not allowed to kill, kill people. people yeah. Yeah. So this one was kind of like a gray area, because it's like, okay, you're not allowed to eat human flesh, but what if the flesh is it's yours, yours. Mm. and you've consented for to it being consumed? Ugh. In which case, apparently, there is no sort of legal, like, you, you can sort of 
take advantage of that loophole there. And so I guess you can eat your own flesh That's and nasty. have other people eat your flesh. So it's a called ethical cannibalism, apparently, oh. which is fine, I guess. So, <laughs> my goodness. So anyway, eventually the story went viral enough to where he ended up on Vice News mm. and they interviewed him. So the first question, obviously, was why? Mm. And he's like, well, for one thing, when they were like, oh, well, he'd had to have his leg amputated. He's like, there's no way I'm going to allow a part of me to just be thrown in the trash. Like, it's trash. So I was like, first of all, I want my foot. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said he had planned to have it, you know, to use it for taxidermy okay. and like make you know a, a foot lamp out of it or something because <laughs> the guy just seems a bit no he's not he's not a right in the head eccentric eh? eccentric to begin with oh, yeah, yeah. but then he's like no but look we've always said we want to know what you know listen we have this foot here let's do something with it more than that so of course the next question is like what does it taste, taste like, like and yeah. he's like well he got a piece of his like lower what's this calf, calf area yeah. and he's like it had a very beefy flavor. <laughs> I can't. It was very beefy and flavorful, and he's like he. The only other thing he ever ate that tasted similar to that was wild pig, and he's like oh, not okay. pig that is farm grown and whatever, mm, but the boar. You bought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Said so he has a very, very bold, beefy, gamey flavor. It was quite good, except for the fact that it was very chewy because chewy. Mm. it was a bit muscular. So that was that. And so who cooked it? Oh, he, I, so he got a chef. Oh, okay. To, and by the way, there are pictures <laughs> of all this. So I'll need therapy now because I went and looked. Yeah, I'm, I want to see. I'm just so curious. I have like, to Like, I'm talking, it's quite obviously gory to look at. And um, but then they were asking, he was like, look, you know, there's this obviously, you know, negative conception about cannibalism. But then if you think about it, women consume, it's quite... It's a known thing. Eat their placenta Turns out, yeah, yeah, after yeah. birth, and mm. there's so many nutrients in it. Blah 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 blah, mm. and that's not considered. I mean, it's considered slightly out there, out but there, it's yeah. not like oh my god, oh my god. And he's like, also culturally, people associate cannibalism with you know you consume the soul of your enemies. Blah blah blah. But also, there's some cultures that consume parts of loved ones after they die so yeah. that you will quote unquote always have a, a, part, oh. a part of them with you and that's how kuru started if you go and look at kuru mm. is a sponger form some, something that happens in your brain it's okay. like protein build up in your brain mm. that leaves holes and then you go senile dementia whatever right. and you only get kuru from eating human flesh and there's some oh. cultures that do it and it's not there's no negative it's rather like you know in a positive way to carry the spirit of those you love, so that they're always a part of you kind of thing. But yeah, it's very out there. I am not at all curious as to what any human flesh tastes like. Absolutely not. I pass, I pass, I pass. It's a hard pass for me. But yeah, I mean, if you're out there and you're curious, get, you know, convince someone to cut off their finger or something. Yeah. And have a nibble and see, let us know. I mean, yeah. No, this is truly what the F, huh? (laughs) Very. And that his friends also ate it? Yeah, he's, so they asked him how did they, and he's like, oh, one person, I mean, she, I think it was a she, mm. I can't remember, put it in her mouth, and then she was just like, um, she had to spit it out, and he was like, he was low-key offended, she's like, hey, that's, uh, kind of just, 
<laughs> so what about if you're eating and then your friends actually like it? We really like this. Let's go. Get, we want to have the rest of you. Then what? <laughs> you know? No, obviously just kidding. But so that makes a wonderful plot of a horror film. You know, it started out that, and then somebody gets a taste, and now they and have that, to go mm, murder people. And then you go and, start running around the world, and they're chasing you because they want to have the rest of you. No. Anyway, so yeah, that's my what the f this week. Yikes! Um, yikes! yikes no, indeed. That's the, Double yikes. So, yeah, yeah, but do send me the link. I want to see how that looks like. Yep. Okay, but you're warned, though. Don't come oh, is that bad, eh? Your eyes need to be bleached out. Nah, I think I've seen worse things. So. All right. Okay. So, my what the F is not as intense <laughs> as yours. Now, mine just looks like, oh, I mean, what's this girl talking about? But my what the F is on zero effort and full-on ignorance. Hmm. So, the other day, I responded to a tweet from this talented uh, documentary photographer, Yagazi Imezi. I don't know whether you've heard of her. No, about I don't her. think I know Okay. Her. In which she's, she talks about oh, how... Oh, she? Yeah. Okay. In which she talks about how there's this expectation that when you're out there and somebody... Uh, name drop somebody like famous. You're oh, all yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. You saw that. Like, yeah. Oh, don't you don't know? Yeah. Exactly. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry so, to interrupt. No, no worries. <laughs> that you expected to know who they are, but then once you mentioned, they're like, who? What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I responded to her and I told her about a story of the time I was in uni and I had this um, conversation with a, with a mate of mine, this German guy. It was asking me about, oh, do you know how to play mini golf or some some similar sport or something? Do you know do you, do you know how to play mini golf? And I'm like, no. And he seemed so I, surprised, oh God, like how how do you not know how yes, to I play go, okay, mini golf? Do you not know play ampe? So of I here. told him, yeah, so do you know how to play Owari? And then at, at that point, obviously, he 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 <laughs> shut up. But then again, there's too many anecdotes and stories about how people expect you to know things, but they make absolutely no, no effort. effort. Mm-hmm. An example is is our names. Now, my I feel like my name is pretty simple. Hmm. Edinam, three syllables, you really can't get it screwed up, right? But then you meet people and they're like, hmm, Eddie, oh, can I, can I shorten it to Eddie? Mm. No, you cannot shorten it to Eddie because I'm out here trying to pronounce your name. Sebastian why do you want Sveinsteiger. To... Exactly. If I can say that, you can... You know, why do you want to shorten my name? And I just think that it's it's it's... People automatically think, oh, you're coming from Africa, you're coming from Ghana, wherever you're coming from, you must automatically have a difficult name. So you're not even going to put your mind in that frame of, I'm going to try this person's name. And I also realized that when we were in, uh, when I was in grad school, a lot of the Asians took on English names. Yeah, yeah, they changed it to like Stephen or whatever. I don't understand. Like, why would you do that just to make somebody's life easier? After a while, they just get tired. They're like, you know what, just call me, you know, Jeff. I'd never do that. If I can pronounce your name, surely you can do me the favor and and pronounce my name. Another example is food. You sit here and prepare your Kobe and. Have somebody come tell you that, oh, this, this smells funny. It kind of smells funny. When there is stinky tofu, when there Sour is stinky cheese, come on, you know, make make some effort. And then the next thing, general knowledge. It's, I, th- I, don't, I don't think I need to even elaborate further. People are still calling Africa countries. Hmm. People are still asking whether we live in trees. People, there was a, a, a work colleague of mine. You, need, you think educated somebody... Who's asking you, do elephants really walk around on the streets? <laughs> it's so, 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 so damn ridiculous, you know? Oh. And for me, that's really, really a what the F. Yeah, you're not obliged to 
learn about me if you don't want to, but then don't expect me to know about, about you. you either. Yes. Simple. Yes. You know, and that for me, that's really what the F. Make the effort, and I will. If you don't, don't expect me to know yes. everything about yeah, be, you. It should be commiserate or yeah. commensurate or whatever. I can't speak English, but yeah. But then they call them. Oh, we are so civilized. If you just know everything just about your environment mm-hmm. and your your bubble, that, are you really? Exactly. Is that really what it is? You know, so yeah, stop that. Edu now, it's simple. Mm, there you go. <laughs> right, yeah, this, that's, that's my one. Right. Okay, so, so on to two passwords, mm. but then I've requested that Eddie go first because my two passwords is also, hmm, I don't know, but I, it might be more relevant. It, it won't be as relevant to everyone, so I'm letting Eddie go first, and then okay. we'll, at the end of that, you can decide if you want to stay on for my 2P okay. or not. I hope you do, though. So. All right, okay. Then let me just continue with my two passwords. Um, so many of us have, or most of us, have bank accounts in which we either deposit money or withdraw money from. And generally, you're, you're aware of how much is in your bank account, how slim it is or how fat your <laughs> bank account is, right? But then what about your emotional bank account? Oh, hello. Oh, yeah. hello. So, <laughs> so Stephen Covey, he's the author of uh, the Nine Habits or Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. people. Yeah. So he uses the emotional bank account basically to describe the amount of trust that you build up in a relationship. So anybody that you have a relationship <clears throat> that you uh, have a relationship with, you maintain an emotional uh, bank account with. So if I meet you for the first time, that we have a sort of a neutral, a neutral We're base. We're opening the account exactly. Now. Okay. And instead of money deposits and withdrawals, what we are um, withdrawing and depositing is emotional units. And what we want to do is make regular uh, deposits and not too many withdrawals. Withdrawals are the things that breed contempt. They make you angry Mm. and breed mistrust and all those things. So what are the major ways you can make deposits into your emotional bank account? And Stephen Covey says there are six ways to do that. First of all, you have to understand the individual. I talked about empathy in in, in episode 17, I think. Mm empathy, understand where the other person is coming from. The second one is keeping commitments. Anytime you're breaking your promise to somebody, you're actually withdrawing from from the the emotional bank account. You're preaching a word today. Listen, I I feel a lot of people need to hear that. So so it's, it's, it's a good thing that I found this. When you say you're going to do something, do it. When you when you say you're going to be there on time, be there on time. Keeping keeping commitments. The third one is clarifying expectations. Uh, you can't expect people to automatically know what you want from them. You can't expect mm-hmm. people to read minds. You know, it's, it doesn't work that way. So what you have to do is set the expectations and clarify those expectations. That way, you don't let people assume things. You know. The fourth thing is attending to little things. Sometimes we take so many things for granted, like, ah, this is just a little thing, ah, nobody really minds. But how would you like it if you're so busy doing a presentation, you've got so many other things, and then your colleague decides to do the printout for you? Mm-hmm. Little things. Or go hug your kids if you see that, oh, today not, they're not in the best of form. Or go kiss your whoever, I don't know who, your, your pet even, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> like, it's, it's the little things sometimes that count and that put a smile on people's faces. The fifth one is showing personal integrity. Hmm. 
the moral flaw or the moral compass on which relationships are built. If you have, if you lack integrity, there is your emotional bank account is not is not is not bound to to last. And the sixth and probably very important as well is apologize when you make a withdrawal. Mm. We're all human. We're all bound to make mistakes. So if you if you see that you've offended somebody, take the time time out to apologize yeah. and be. Be sincere in, in your apology, not be like, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Not that kind of, yeah, be sincere. Let the person know that, yeah, you made a mistake, but you're sorry about it. And then you move on. Wonderful. And so with that, I'd like you to reevaluate your emotional bank accounts with all the people that you interact with. This is not just romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. It's relationships mm-hmm. at work, mm-hmm. relationships with your kids, Family, relation, everybody, everything. you know. So you do that. And that's what I leave you with with my two pesos today. It's a TED talk. It's a <laughs> you TED know, talk. You know? I'd, I'd like to add a footnote here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beware of emotional vampires. And manipulators. I wanted to talk emotional about... Emotional vampires, mm-hmm. they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. The emotional vampires are the people who you have this relationship with, but it's always one-sided. Sided, yeah. They're always, it's always about them. draining you. Mm-hmm. You come and support them. They always have some problem that you're helping them fix. They're always in some distress. They're mm-hmm. always in, and it's always and you. Always you. Rescuing, rescuing. You're the 3 a.m. call. You're the whatever. Yep. You're draining you're, yourself. You're draining. Your, and you, there's withdrawing. no reciprocation. You can never talk about your issue. In fact, when you raise it, they're like, yeah, that's but slightest. yesterday. <laughs> I mean, that's nothing. Yesterday, you should have heard what happened to me. Beware of emotional mm. vampires because... They are overdrawing your emotional account into the negative. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yes. I mean, there's even a whole lot to be said about gaslighting and stonewalling yes, and emotional manipulation. One of these days, ooh, we have to do a... No, it's definitely coming. Because some people don't, they might not even realize that that's, that, what, that's what they, they do. do. Yeah. You know, and it's, 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 it's boring. Okay, so that's so anyway, that was lovely. Yeah, Thank you. Okay, welcome. so for my two passwords, here's where some of you can fall out, but I hope you all stay. My two passwords today is on vaginas. Yay! Hey. <laughs> <laughs> God, my parents, my poor parents, uh, they raised me mean, like this. Old. We should be able to talk about anything. Look, we isn't said it? we're here advocating for body positivity and for D, um, what? D, I don't know, hmm. making. You know, women's reproductive issues, less of a taboo, taboo absolutely. Destigmatizing, thank you, bodily mm. functions. You should never be embarrassed about anything to nope. do with your body. Nope. Nope. Absolutely normal. Absolutely, it's part of life. It's how you're alive. So we're going to talk about vaginas today. Mm. All right. Okay. So, and this is where, if guys, I guess, this might not be pertinent, but mm. all of you probably, I mean, some of you take a particular interest in vaginas. So, mm. I think you should listen as absolutely. well. Absolutely. All right. So. You know, there are some women out there who suffer from, shall we call, shall we say, less than ideal conditions in Mm -hmm. the nether regions. Okay. Now, I feel like a lot of that is due to the fact that we don't openly discuss things like vaginal health because it's like, oh my God. Yeah, don't talk (laughs) about it. Even vagina. Look how happily I'm saying it. Some Mm. people can't even say the word. No, absolutely. You know, I mean, I would, I'm just going to say vajayjay because I prefer that Mm. word. But then, like, I... Some people don't even use the word in, as they say, mixed company. Right. it's that much of a taboo discussion. And it shouldn't be. Because how will you know if you aren't able to talk call about it? Call the thing it, by the name. Call it, call it, yes. And mm-hmm. and discuss if there's something wrong. You don't feel comfortable telling anyone, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. So that's, the, that's, that's a problem there. So some people, women are going around suffering, recurring 
you know, issues mm. because simply because they don't feel confident or they're too embarrassed to tell Let's anyone. Talk about it, yeah. I mean, doctor aside, because not everything necessarily requires a doctor. Okay, yep. so we're going to get into a few things mm. there. Now, the best advice I ever received about my vagina mm. was to leave it the hell alone. alone. Leave it alone. If there's the, one yeah, takeaway <laughs> from this, leave it alone. Now, what I mean by th- now, this is advice I received very early in life, mm-hmm. and because of that, Vijay Bella down here ain't <laughs> never gave me no problems, <laughs> and I ain't never gave her no problems. So we are the best of friends. Mm-hmm. I want you and your vagine mm-hmm. to be able to be best friends. Mm-hmm. So, things about the vagina. One. It is self-cleaning. I mean, I know you've heard this before. And a lot of you don't believe it for yeah, some reason. Yeah, they think flowers you, and roses. All I'm these things you're using. All of that. Oh. Your vagina is self-cleaning and a self-regulating environment. It doesn't need your help. And in fact, your attempts to quote-unquote make it better are... In all likelihood, damaging, causing yeah. more harm Hard. than good. Hear yes. me on this one. I, I know it's hard to believe, but it is true. Okay, so one thing to note. Your vagina is a naturally acidic environment, okay? Your skin is naturally acidic. Your hair is naturally acidic. Mm-hmm. acidic. Now, this, so you, your vagina is about a, roughly from a 3.8 to a 4.5 pH, so mildly acidic. Okay, now this becomes very important because it is that way to maintain the perfect balance of natural bacteria that exist in there and natural funguses, yes. which yeast mm-hmm. is what I'm referring to primarily. These things exist. That too is normal. You There's a healthy amount of bacterial, vaginal bacterial, yes. there's a healthy amount of vaginal fungus. And all these are kept in balance by the acidity levels of the vagina and temperature and other factors. Listen, people. Now, there are many things you can do that will throw that off. And that is when you start getting problems. Mm. Okay. So, if you have, again, if there's too much fungus in your vagina, that's when you get a yeast infection. Mm -hmm. That's what that is. Mm. An overgrowth of the natural levels of candida. And that's when you have, you know, itchiness, discharge, la-di-la-di-da. Now... On the other hand, when you have too much bacteria, that is when you get bacterial vaginosis, mm-hmm. which is where they, the quintessential, oh, it smells like fish. fish yeah. That's yeah. where you get that fishy odor and you have that discharge. Speaking of discharge, there is, it's not, abnor- discharge, vaginal discharge is normal. normal. It's only if it's a diff- it's a strange smell mm-hmm. or a strange color. And again, when I... I was going to talk about this later, but let me address it now. Smell. Mm. Your vagina is not supposed to smell like lilies, mm. daisies, and chocolate mousse or whatever. <laughs> it is a... <laughs> chocolate mousse. Or what? Or, you know, vanilla ice. Mm. It is a part of your body. It's going to have an odor. I did not say a bad Sm- odor, yeah, yeah. mind mm, you. Mm. It's going to have a... Fi- Most people say a normal, healthy vagina might have a faintly musky smell. Well, mm. Now, that is a great thing. If you don't know, there are lots of perfumes called something or other musk. <laughs> because they take whale musk, actually. Mm. And it's extremely... It's one of the most pricey things mm. in the world. Whale musk. Okay. Musk is simply the hormones that 
you emit the pheromones that when you're about to go and have sexy times. Mm. That <laughs> smell. And it's an extremely, your brain is triggered to respond very positively to it. Right. Um, so, yeah. They put it in perfumes. And so, yeah, your vajayjay is supposed to have a faintly musky smell. Mm-hmm. It's not going to smell like Tom Ford Black Orchid. It just <laughs> isn't. And it's not supposed to. And the more you, when you try and make it do that, yeah. you're giving yourself yeah. issues. All right. So, moving on. So, now that we know that it's one, naturally acidic, it has to be in balance, it has to be temperature balanced, and it can do all this. Here are some ways that you can mess up the natural vajayjay ecosystem Mm. one soap i know you've heard this before and again you ignored it because you're like impossible people say all the time do Mm. not put soap soap into into your vagine okay here's the reason why very very simple soap is an alkaline Mm -hmm. it's on the other end of the ph spectrum it is an alkaline when you put soap in your vagina what you're doing is you are reducing the acidity levels of your vagina and what happens you throw your bacteria or your fungus out of whack Mm. either you get one or the other overgrowing and then you've got yourself a vaginal problem don't put soap in your vagina and all these fancy soaps that i say for vaginal there you go and they say ph balance but that means it's just like it was an alkaline and they had to add another acid to it you don't want to put all these things there it's not necessary no really really You don't really need... I mean, what is going on down there? Again, unless there's a problem that you need to medical treatment from, your vagina doesn't need that. What, what do you use it for? You just need to wash. You can... Now, let me make a distinction between the vagina and the vulva. Yes. Because... Can, that's what people get confused, I think I should I think. have started that from the yeah, beginning. Yeah. Your vagina and your vulva are extremely different. Your vulva <laughs> is the outer part. Yeah. And your vagina is on the inside. Okay. From the opening and then going in. Mm. Now, really, you just want to, if you are using soap, you know, your inner thighs on the surface of the vulva mm. is fine. But don't be digging in the, it's not necessary, with the soap, please. It's not necessary. Rinse with water. Mm. And I swear by apple cider vinegar. And I'm going to oh, get to that. Okay. I swear by it. Now, so one, please avoid using soap in your vagine because it affects the acidity levels and you throw your system out of whack mm. two sex can also affect your vagina right one thing to one because you can introduce bacteria there via sex unprotected mm. sex especially yep. now when you have repeated sex repeated sex with the same partner mm. again you get used your body gets used to the bacteria that that other person naturally carries right, right? like when you have a family you, you all kind of get used to each other's germs and develop right. a natural resistance. Right. But that's why if you have multiple sex partners in the same right. time frame, you're more likely to end up with a oh, vaginal infection okay. because your body simply has not adjusted to all these various bacteria. So okay. that's something to keep in mind. Right. Use protection. If you needed any other reason, which you shouldn't by now, <laughs> it's also protecting you from yeah. STDs aside, just because these aren't considered STDs. This is... You know, bacteria, vaginal, yeah, these are just your yeah. own, you know, bodily functions out of whack. Also, sperm is alkaline, yep. too. So, you know, that can throw off your pH levels mm. down there. Things to know. I'm not saying don't have sex. I'm just saying be aware mm. when you are. Um, if you happen to take systemic antifungals for some reason, let's say you have to take a pill, metro, something called... Metro, yes, mm. all those 
trimethyl, those mm. Zoll ones, mm. right? And you have to take it orally for some reason. Know that when you do that, you are killing also your natural fungus in your vagina. So yeah. you are more likely to end up with BV, right. a bacterial infection, because you've killed, it's allowing an overgrowth of the bacteria. Right. On the contrary to antibiotics, if mm. you have to take antibiotics, you are more likely to end up with a yeast infection. Again, now that you know it's because you've killed yeah. both the bad bacteria that was messing you up via your lung, your chest infection or whatever, but also because it's full system, so, so yeah. it can't differentiate. Just choose, yeah. It just mm. kills them all. Mm. And then it, again, messes up your levels, your balance down there, and then you end up with a, a yeast infection. Right. So, also, powder. Talcum mm. powder. Do not, under any circumstances, and again, in this part of the world... Yeah, people do that. Eh? It's something you grab and you just put, put it between your thighs. I've and never just, done that. I've never do done not. That. Do not do that. Now, there isn't enough hard evidence uh, that to... There's no strong correlation, let's put it that way, strong correlation between talcum powder and ovarian cancer. However, mm. I did some research, and what it is is that the talc, talc is a mineral, it's mined from the ground. And usually what happens is anywhere where you find talc, you also find asbestos. Oh, now, right. we all know that asbestos Best is highly carcinogenic, yeah. right? So what it is is that they have to test the talc to make sure it doesn't contain any traces of asbestos. Right. And if it does, they have to purify it and then use it. Then it's safe to use in mm. powders. Now, you tell me, are you sure that, that all the, the powder that you're using has been tested, tested? for asbestos? Mm. And, da, 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 da. and even if it has, whether there are not traces of Trace asbestos, elements still, you know? That will then, you know, you know, really highly increase your in chances of getting ovarian cancer. Yeah, so, yeah. When in doubt, don't mm, it. avoid, right? Mm. So you can use cornstarch-based powders instead, okay. which are safe mm. to use. So if you're going to use powder, powder is not, is not bad. Okay. But just don't let it, you know, in the opening, don't dust it all. The, don't dust it all. Don't inhale it and don't put it anywhere near your visage. Okay. Also, you should be aware that heat and temperature, again, can mess up the situation now yeah, of course absolutely. we are in the tropics mm. so you know heat and moisture is hard to avoid yeah. it's hot you're gonna sweat and then you go from hot to cold room this 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 yeah it is it's it's, it's so that's why they issue. always say wear cotton panties all these things my mom, are not just my mom told me this from the very beginning wear cotton don't all these fancies but you leave wear your leave cotton this, panties the bre wear breathable cotton panties so that it allows your your vagina can regulate not get overheated mm. or not get too damp whatever, because cotton is also absorbent, so it doesn't let you get too damp down there, okay? Some people go commando mm, completely. Yeah. I'm not hating, you know, if... Breathe. Let, <laughs> let your girl breathe, man. Okay, so the last thing I want to say is, again, weak acids are great. Um, lemon juice is an example of a weak mm. acid. You can mix diluted with water. Again, as I said, I swear by apple cider vinegar. Okay. I use it on my hair as a rinse because, again, when you use shampoo, that's alkaline. Mm. So you've stripped mm. the acidity out of your hair, and that's why it gets brittle. That's why even perming cream is bad for you. Mm. Perming cream is lye. <laughs> it's a very, very strong alkaline, and right. you put that in your hair, and it, and that's why you, they give you neutralizing shampoo. shampoo that's yes, all that yes. is is just acidic shampoo. So it restores acidity, and that's why 
an apple cider vinegar rinse is great for your hair. Mm. It's wonderful for your skin as a toner. Um, and it's great for your vagina as well. So if you want, you know, once you, instead of soaping it up and soaping it up, <laughs> rinse it off with water. Use dilu diluted, mind you, uh -huh. because full strength can be very, very strong. Okay. Test it. Either do one part to one part water mm. or one part um, vinegar to two parts water. Okay. Test it. I drink. Also, it's great to drink. To drink, yes, I had. Mm -hmm. You can put, if you can take it straight like that. I tried so. that. Oh, I nearly killed myself. Yeah, I, I mean, found it, it so, yeah, it, it burns can, you. And that's mm. how you can test how strong it is. Take a sip and see how it affects your throat. And that's how you know you whether you're mixing it too strong or not because mm. you don't want to burn your skin or burn your vagina or whatever. Mm. So you can do that. Drink it. You can put some honey in it. Have a shot every morning or whatever. It's great for your health. It's great for your hair in both internal, external. That will also improve things and help you keep your natural acid balances in check. So love your vagina. Oh, treat okay. her right. Get to know her well so you know what she likes. Yep. And she's going to do right by you as well. And that's my word of the day. Beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why you say, I thought you were going to say something. So this is, I mean, this is knowledge that people Listen, should know. I mean, so the I average see... person cannot with full chest be like, hey, True. vagina. No, you're right though. <laughs> I mean, you're I right, don't though. care. You're but... right, you're right, you're right. There's something, yeah, people are like, ooh, why are you talking? I'm sure somebody is cringing right now listening that's, to no, me, that's to be honest. True, though, and there is, there's no reason for it. Mm, absolutely not. Call things by their name and just just live with it, really. Yeah. You so, know? yeah. That's my two percent. I love it. I love it. It's great, 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 great. Okay, shout, shout outs. Out. I have two shout outs. One to Sam Clement. Yes, hey, hi, Sam. He also sent us a message. Yes, like, a lovely beautiful, message. lovely message. We engaged with him. It's Sam is also a podcaster. He's also a podcaster, yes. He, yes. He, uh, it's called Picture Houses. That's one of the podcasts. And then he has another one called 90-Minute Film Festival, okay, which he co-hosts. So, yeah. So and he sent us a well. really nice message of support yeah. and also, like, He's a tips. patron as well. And he's our patron. He's our second so patron. Very awesome. Thank you, Sam Thank Clements. you, Sam. Yes. And the second one is a shout-out to a schoolmate of my grad schoolmate of mine called Shipping. She celebrated her birthday, I think, sometime last week. She's also Hi. been quite supportive. Happy Thank you. Hey. <laughs> so those are my two shout-outs, yeah. Great. So one of mine was Sam anyay, so it's okay, good that yeah. Eddie brought him up. <laughs> And my second shout-out goes to Giona Janelle. Now, Giona is on Instagram. She's been apparently, you know, advertising the podcast super-duper heavy. Oh. And because I'm not on, you know, Snapchat, and I don't think I follow her on Insta like that, I don't mm. really see them. But my cousin has been sending them to me. Okay. Thank you very much, Thank Giona. You. You're Thank awesome. You. Thank you. I see you. I see you now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel you. Thank you very much. And I guess keep it up. Thank yeah. you. We Thank appreciate you. it. Tell your friends to tell their friends. To tell their and, friends. And uh, that's me for this. Yeah, that's it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yeah. All right. Episode 19. Thank you. We're out. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed the episode and you're listening to us on any of our platforms, please give us a thumbs up. Remember to subscribe and we'd also love for you to share this episode with your friends. Let's continue the conversation. We'd like to hear your feedback. Information on how to reach us on our website can be found in the description. <laughs>